You know, this evening I wanted to share with us a simple message, and the message is titled, Does God See Me? And this is something that I believe all of us ask whether we are saved and we know Jesus, or whether we've yet to meet with Him. There are moments, and so many moments in our lives, we ask, God, do you see me? Lord, do you see me? You know, all of us seated here this afternoon, and even those that are tuning in online, it is by no coincidence at all that you are here. It is by no coincidence that you are seated here or you're tuning in, but the Lord wants to meet with us. But I know that some of us, as we hear this, you go, ha ha, that is a nice, cute thought. Why I say it's by no coincidence at all is because of this. While for you, maybe you turning up here today, maybe you tuning in might have been a choice of convenience. Isaac, it was just kind of easy to turn up today. Or maybe it was a choice of, Haya, it's routine. I always turn up on Saturday at 5 p.m. Or maybe it's a choice of chance, right? You turned in, you tuned in, someone shared the link and you tuned in. Or maybe for some of us, it's a choice because your friend has invited you a million times and every Good Friday and Christmas, they will invite you. And if you don't say yes, it's going to be really awkward and you don't know how to deal with them. So two times a year, you decide, I will just come to church if you would just shut up. And for whatever the reason may be, it may be coincidence for you, but it's not for the Lord. You see, if, if both of us were to bump into each other at Suntech City and we had no intention to meet one another, you went there because you heard there was a production. You went there because you wanted to experience something. You went there because you had a need and you need to buy some groceries. And I went there as well and I go, okay, I'm going to see something. And we bump into each other. It is pure coincidence. You go, oh, surprise to see you there. And then you're eating your food and I don't know what to say to you. So I ask the most awkward questions. Hey, you eating? Uh? No, la, I just like the spoon. <laughs> and that is pure coincidence. But it's not coincidence if you went there, go, I went to see a production, I went to eat some food, I went to whatever, and I'm a crazy stalker. I've been watching you. I see your Instagram and your WhatsApp, and I go, ha-ha, he's at Suntech City at 5 p.m. I wait and I watch, and I wait for the opportune moment to meet with you. For you, it's coincidence. For me, it's not. And this is important for all of us to understand whether you're tuning in online or here today, the Lord's heart for you is pure intentional. He's extremely intentional and He wants to meet with us. And for all the days of your life, as long as you are breathing, the Lord will continue to knock at the door of your heart and says, I want you to hear me. I want you to see me. I want you to know me. Which is exactly what this story is about. These two individuals thought it was coincidence. The servant was just going about her duties and so happened, Jesus came and appeared and caused a miracle. Blind Bartimaeus was doing his own thing in need, just begging day to day and he hears the Lord and oh, by chance, if he's here, great. Jesus, have mercy on me. And in each time, it sounded like, wow, God is not bad, huh? By coincidence, I meet him and he responds. And they fail to understand that it was never coincidence. It is always intentional. Matthew chapter 20 verse 6 says this, that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, to give his life for the ransom of many. And it is intentional right from the beginning. And you might go, Isaac, why? 
Because you preachers, you say all this and it sounds too good to be true. And Isaac, if you've lived long enough, we know that if something is too good to be true, then it mustn't be true. In the hands of human, that may not be possible, but in the hands of God who is way greater, that is absolutely possible. And the Lord says, I love you. How do we know? Why does the Lord have His heart for us? Why is He this intentional? We go right to the beginning. Every time you ask why, you got to look back. And we look right in the beginning. When God created the heavens and the earth, when He created the form, the earth, He created mankind. And He didn't create mankind like it's a gadget, it's a product, it's a thing. He breathed life into us. And this is His desire that we are one with Him. When you read through Scripture and right in the beginning, we, as mankind, walked with the Lord. And that is His heart and His love for us. But then at some point, mankind decided to turn away to sin and to rebel. And I know all of us that are tuning in and all of us that are seated here, we all have sinned, we all have done wrong. But the greatest crime more than to an organization or to society or to family members is a God who is pure and holy. If someone commits a crime, if someone does something wrong, there is a consequence, there is a punishment, there is a consequence to face. And in the courts of law, the punishment and the consequence is dependent on a few things. The severity of the crime, the person or who is the victim, and if the victim had any involvement in this, and even different, if it's an adult, if it's a child, it all varies. And for us, we committed a crime, not to an innocent child, but to the Lord who is pure, holy, loving, kind, without blameless. Even a child has sinned. And so we sin against God, we turn away from Him and we walked. And the Bible says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so in that moment, we would think if I, if I was there, I would completely just destroy this person that did wrong against me, but that was not our God. Our God was determined and He has a will and He says, this is my will that I will be your God and they will be my people and you will be my people. We hear stories of the willpower of athletes who break world records time after time. We hear the willpower and the will of people who were once poor and they fight so hard. They go to these schools, they start businesses and they become millionaires and we go, wow! Imagine that kind of will. But this will that we talk about, it's not of human nature, kind or design. It's the will of the Lord. And trust me, what is the will of the Lord will come to pass. And He says, I will be their God and they will be my people. And so when sin entered and when mankind decided to turn away from God, you read through Scripture, when they did that and they had sinned, do you know what were the first words the Lord said? to people who had sinned, to Adam and Eve, they went hide. They wanted to be unseen. The first words was this, where are you? Where are you? And this question of where are you is not the Lord searching where are you, He's going, 
Where are you? You're supposed to walk with me. You're supposed to be with me. Where are you? And Adam and Eve replied and responded, we sin and we're naked. And the Lord called them out. The Lord loved them. The Lord even sold clothes and clothed them. And the Lord made a promise that He would send His Son to die on the cross, that we will all be forgiven because of this sins. A price needed to be paid. Consequence, punishment. And so the Lord says, I desire for you to be with me. I love you. The Lord is righteous and just. Psalms 89 verse 14 says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. And then it goes on to say, steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. So the Lord said, in your sin, this is what I'll do. I'll send my son to die on the cross for you, to take the weight of all of the sin and all of your wrong, so that you can be in relationship with God and walk with Him. And throughout your entire life, since the day you were born, right up to the day you die, the Lord will continue to ask, where are you? Come into relationship with me. Come into union with me. Come and be one with me. Why? Because God loves us. God was not trying to fix a problem. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world. Not for God so love fixing problems. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so what do we respond? How do we respond to a God that asks us, where are you? Is to say, Lord, here I am. As I was praying for the service today, you know, I really felt the Lord ask this question, when will they wake up? It's time to wake up. I know that those who are tuning in and those who are seated here, I know this, at some point in your life, you heard God. At some point in your life, you saw a glimpse of God. There was something that you went, is this God? Is this feng shui? Is this luck? Is this, this is beyond my understanding. And throughout your life, many of these alarms will go. It's kind of like our phones when we set up alarms. I don't know about you because I'm still a millennial. When I set up alarms, I don't set up one alarm. I set 20 alarms, right? And maybe the time I really want to wake up is at the 17th one. And the other 16th is just giving me a chance to do better. And all of us do that. Well, some of us do that. And with the Lord, a lot of us do that. There are so many times the Lord goes and He knocks at the door of your heart and you know that God is kind of reaching out to you and speaking to you, but we keep putting Him on the snooze. We keep putting Him on the snooze. Never mind, never mind. It's okay. It's nothing. Maybe it's nothing. The Lord says, when is it? When will be the time that you wake up? Because right here and right now, God sees you fully and perfectly and He says this, I want you and I will give and I have given my son to die on the cross for you to be in fellowship with me. But there will come a day where the Lord will see you no more. And while the Lord still sees you, will you say, God, I want to see you too.
When will we wake up? And I say this not to just people who have yet to say yes to the Lord. I say this to us as Christians. How many of us, we met with the Lord and we say, Lord, here I am, and we've gone back to sleep. How many of us says, Lord, here I am, and we continue to sit on the couch with the alarm and says, but I'm here, I don't want to live fully for you. Because if this word and this is just religion, then the response to religion is to turn up for service and the fruit of that turning up is maybe managing behaviour. But the only way to respond to truth is not to turn up for service. The only way you can respond to truth is to believe. And the fruit of that belief is a completely changed life. And it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should turn up for service, no, whosoever should just be faithful in their QT, no, but whosoever believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so while we hear for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, he says, if you believe me, then instead of death, you have eternal life. And to, for us, to those of us who are saved, how many of us continue to wake up every day and say, God, I believe in everything, in every situation, God, I believe. And if you have yet to know God and you listen and you go, oh, Isaac, it's okay, I've got all my things settled. I may not really need him. The Lord is not here to replace your wealth. The Lord is not here to replace comfort. The Lord has a seat of his own and it's the seat of King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We all search for truth. And anyone who claims to be true, therefore we must come and ask, is it really true? And the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. If you were somebody that is, Isaac, I'm hell-bent on finding the best steak in Singapore. The minute you hear somebody that says, we are the best steak in Singapore, you go, for real? Let me go try and taste it out. For all of us, if we say, I am hell-bent on finding out what is the true meaning of life, what is truth? Then you open your eyes and you go, who claims to be true? And very few things in this world claims to be true. Money never claims to be true and gives you eternal life. But God says, I am true. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. Why are you afraid to go and not test that claim? The Lord says, taste and see that I am good. And being in that relationship will change and transform everything. This afternoon, I want to remind us, every single person here, you can continue to live your lives and do whatever you want to do, but you are seen fully by the Lord and He will continue to speak to you. Some of you have seen Him in the clouds and the skies. And for you, it was a really special moment. Other people would just go, oh, cute clouds, but it was significant for you. Some of you have seen Him in nature when you took your walk. Some of you have seen Him in the worst, in the darkness, and someone spoke over your life. Some of you have seen Him in the miracles and the wonders. Some of you have seen Him in services. Some of you have seen Him on Good Friday and Christmas. Some of you have seen Him in the quiet time where you pray and you feel a wind, and you know, you know, you know that it is a Lord, and you know this intimacy with Him. The question is, when will you wake up and finally respond and stop hitting the snooze button and says, Lord, here I am.
you see me now, I want to see you, God. I respond to your truth by saying, Lord, I believe. And throughout your life, he will knock at the door of your heart. I grew up in church at 14 years old. I asked a simple question, kind of like Bartimaeus, right? For him, he was blind. And it says, Lord, ask him, what is it that you want? And it says, give me sight, I want to see. And I remember at 14 years old, when the Lord asked me, I said, what is it that you want? I said, Lord, I want this. I want to know what's your heart and your plan for me. What is your design? What is it that you want me to do? And that was important. I says, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know what's the meaning of life. I don't know what's the purpose. Lord, tell me what is it that you want me to do? And I remembered so clearly, the Lord gave me a vision of me playing Christian music at a radio station. And I went, okay, that's cool. And the Lord said, Isaac, I'm going to cause you to bring good news and messages in a world that is full of hate and darkness. And I go, all right, God, let's go. And right there, the Lord continues to knock, right? He knocks and He says, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. And when I was 14 all the way to 27 years old, I didn't see any fruit of that result. And almost in a funny and uncanny way, as opposed to the Lord asking, where are you? I'm like, where are you? I thought you said this was going to happen. God, this is you and I. Lord, I have responded to you. Where are you? And from 14 all the way to 27, I didn't see any result in that calling that the Lord will use you in the media industry. In fact, I would go to tons of auditions, I would go to tons of shows, and I would get rejected non-stop. They'll say, Isaac, you're too short. You know, if you've got a girl that is taller than you on the show, it's going to be very weird. And yes, I'm really short. Don't be fooled. I just met somebody last week and they went, wow, you're really little. And I'm like, yeah. And they said, Isaac, you're too short. You're too weird. You're too ugly. And they're just unkind. And for 13 years, I didn't see any breakthrough. And I said, Lord, you said, where is that? And in fact, throughout that 13 years, there were so many times my faith was being challenged. Because not only does the Lord see us, the devil sees us too. And the last thing he wants is for us to live life and life abundantly. John says, John 10 says, the Lord has come and Jesus has come to give life and life abundantly and the thief is here to steal, kill and destroy. And so through the years, I would go through so much turmoil and so much anger and so much pain and of various issues. In fact, at some point at 24, 25, I even attempted suicide and the Lord completely rescued me. And almost like an alarm again, He says, Isaac, when will you wake up? At 17, I left the church. I was like, oh, you pastors, I know what this is. It's all a program and a joke. It's not real. And I'm so amused by the Lord, how He continues to pursue us. But yet we don't have to look very much further because all of us, if we were parents or if you are a parent, when your child disobeys, you don't just kick them to the curb. You go, I long that you understand because when you are with me, there is good parenting and your life will be much better. And the Lord is more than a parent. It's not parenthood, it's kingship. And when we are in relationship with Him, He establishes, He guides us, and He leads us, not just in this life, but after. And once again, I put to you, who, who or what on this earth has made the same claim that I give eternal life? If you are a person that seeks truth, then challenge everything that says, 
I am truth and taste and see for yourself if it stands. And when we read through Scripture and all thousands of people, millions of people through decades and centuries, every time they responded to the Lord, water was turned into wine, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead come to life, financial situations turn around. Not because He's a good genie, it's because He's a good Father and He says, come and walk with me. There were so many instances. I remember at 25, I would go and sing and pray and stuff like that. And I had this throat condition and I went to check with the doctors. And the doctor says, hey Isaac, if you don't stop talking, I love to talk. If you don't stop singing, you're going to lose your voice completely. And I remember I went into the car and says, God, how is that fair? Lord, people are using their voice for anyhow. I only say one vulgar word every 30 words. Come on. But I remember I prayed. I said, Lord, I trust you. You are a good God. You are faithful. You are the king of my life. And what was interesting, I decided one month to just wait and not talk. And the Lord says, trust me with it. And about a month later, the Lord healed my voice. And what's even funnier is at 27, when I was seeing no breakthrough or anything, there came a very interesting mo moment where I joined the singing competition, long and short of it, was that because I lost, I was taken to a radio station. When I was taken to a radio station, they forgot to inform us that we were supposed to uh, sing a song. And so everyone's like, oh, I want to sing Justin Timberlake. I want to see, like, you know, Justin Bieber, whatever. And I said, Isaac, what's your song? And I said, I don't know. I didn't prepare anything. And he says, never mind. You sing your favourite song. And I go, my favourite song? Ha -ha. And I says, I love Jesus. So when he went on the radio, he says, uh, Isaac, what song are you going to sing? And I said, hey, I'm going to sing He Loves Us. And they're like, He Loves Us? Like, are you okay? And I said, and, and, and the next best question he asks, what is this song about? I'm like, hold me now. And I just said, it's about Jesus. It's about God. It's about faith. And on 987 FM, on a national radio, I sang a Christian song. I sang, He loves us. And oh, how He loves us. And oh, how He loves us. And oh, how He loves. And the Lord reminded me, Isaac, do you remember what I put in your heart at 14? It has come to pass. Long and short of it, the Lord then sends me to The Voice Singapore, Malaysia. It was a Chinese singing competition. I'm half Indian, which means I have an excuse to be bad in Mandarin, but I'm even worse because I did CLB and I failed it every right and reason. You talk about blind, hey ho, here. And the Lord says, trust me, I'm going to do a good work. So I joined the Voice Singapore Malaysia and the Lord sees me right to the end, right through to the finals. And I go, how? And in that, the Lord used that opportunity. It was not about me. It was not about the stage. It was the fact that my coach needed to hear the Lord. And actually what happened from that show is the Lord meets with us one day in the studio. His presence is there. My coach walks past. I was playing guitar and he walks past and he feels the presence of God. And he asks, what is that? So what he thought was coincidence was intentional. 
completely intentional. And he asked the right question, what is that? And I said, hey, it's God. And his response was to believe. He said, okay, God, if you're out there, I'm here. And it was one of the most beautiful things. He didn't know how to talk to God. So he literally did this. He said, all right, Isaac, I'm going to talk to God. He did I'm not kidding, I have the recording. <laughs> and I was just there playing my guitar. I was like, where's the piano? Like, where's the dim lights and the fairy lights, right? But this was his way of communicating to the Lord. And he did it for very long. And then finally, hello? And I went. And he begins with a moment of the Lord. And we spent one, two hours just crying and weeping. Another artist walks past, she sees, and she begins to cry. She says, Isaac, I've left God. I loved Him, but when I entered this industry, I just forgot everything and I feel like He doesn't love me. Isaac, you don't understand what I've gone through, the things people have done to me. And right there, she begins to weep and the Lord meets with her. And for one, two hours, the Lord just meets with us. And then my coach says, Isaac, how do I give my life to Jesus because that's how you respond to truth. He didn't ask, how do I go to church? He says, how do I say yes to Him? Where are you? That's what the Lord says to the people who sin against Him. That's what He says to the people that walk away. He says, where are you? The Lord will continue to raise His alarms over and over and over and over and over and over in our lives. My question to us this evening is have we responded and have we woken up? Have we said, Lord, here I am. This is my response to truth. God, I believe in You. I believe in you. This is a question I want to ask everybody, Christians and non-Christians. Would you close your eyes for a minute and a moment? Then he is jealous for me And loves like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I'm unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your love's for me and oh, and how He loves us so And oh, how He loves us How He loves us so Now we are His portion and He is our prize 
Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes If grace is an ocean we're all sinking Then heaven meets earth Then heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss And my heart turns violently inside of my chest and I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way He loves us and oh how He loves us oh how He loves us and oh how He This evening, the Lord wants you to know, He says to you, my son and my daughter, I see you. I've seen you since the day you were born and I'll see you till the day you die. And for the rest of your life, I will keep knocking at the door of your heart. But tonight, the Lord is asking, when will you see me? When will you say yes to me? When will you respond to truth with belief? When will you give your life to me? I will keep knocking at the door of your heart, but when? because it is time. It is time to live in the abundance. It's time to live whole. It's time to live in the truth in which the truth will set you free. It's time. When will you wake up and when will you stop snoozing? When will you respond to the glory that you have seen in the clouds, to the glory you've heard in the silence, to the glory in the light you've seen in the darkness, to the response to your prayer, to the changing circumstance, to the hug that you feel and the dream that you dream and the visions that you saw and the words that you've received and the prayers that you've received. At what point will you say yes? And the Lord says this evening, will you say yes to me? Will you wake up? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus Christ. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.